Hello, welcome to Can You Hear Me, Long Beach. Um, usually we do some kind of introduction. I think you know what we're going to talk about. We have uh, Stephanie Rivera here. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Steve. And we are going to talk about what we are doing uh, right now in this age of uh, coronavirus. We're going to talk about actually things you can do that are rather positive and that you can do to help people out. Steph wrote a story about this a couple days ago. And a lot of the um, response we get from our viewers and our readers and our listeners is that they're very grateful when we can do something. Obviously, we're going to write stories that are tough sometimes, that write about kind of the very tough things that are going on. But for instance, we just did a video about uh, a terrific principal at Burbank Elementary who stands in front of his school with a Captain America shield and tells people about free meals. That thing just blew up, and people have told us, hey, thank you, we need more good news and, and information about how we can help too, and that's what Steph did. Steph, uh, the piece you wrote was just about things you can do to help out. And um, I want to begin with the first one, which is called We Love Long Beach, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the name of the community organization. And what, what, what can you do with We Love Long Beach? So they came out, I believe it was a couple of days ago early on, um, with what's like a little neighborhood relief postcard is what they call it. And it's one where you can either print it out or if you don't have a printer available at home, you can just write it out, copy it with whatever pen and paper. Um, and it's you letting your neighbor know next door, literally to your left, to your right, across the street from you and letting them know if they need any help, what services you can provide. So you put that, uh, you write down the postcard, you, um, you can drop it off in their mailbox. You don't have to go, you know, within six feet of them. And um, it's just offering them help um, in case they're seniors or people with disabilities. And I'm sure a lot of us, you know, even though it's rare for us to kind of talk to our neighbors now as much. Right. But, you know, I know there's uh, those of us who are looking out windows and seeing who's around. So we can kind of guess what's happening. So they actually reached out to us on social media over the weekend um, and you just, you know, we were scrambling with all news, but that kind of helped uh, start this kind of, it's going to be a running list about that and um, just to, to help out with your neighbors. That's great. You know, my mom's 88. She lives in Downey and, and uh, I, I keep checking up on her. She's very healthy. Um, but something like this would really, really help. Um, as you point out, the fact that we've become such a sedentary kind of cut off from other people, I guess that helps in some ways as far as the spread. But of course, the seniors are are uniquely vulnerable, and we need to find some way to kind of find out what they want, where they can still keep their pride, where... And, and of course, it's safe for both parties, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I think um, we found out pretty early on the importance of helping out um, our seniors as well. I think there is like a photo going around on social media how there is a woman that was you know, trying to find food, but it was like empty shelves. And then another uh, story I was reading on in, on Twitter was a lady who was in her car and not till she found like a, a lady or a younger woman, she called out and asking her for help to get her groceries because she was st scared stepping into the store. Mm. So just little stories. But because of that, we've been seeing uh, people really calling out uh, stores and asking them for senior hours. And little by little, we've been seeing every day um, just regular grocery stores having either half hour or hour um, openings just for seniors and disabled people. I think I saw Northgate is open from 7.30 to 8 just for seniors. Yes, uh, Northgate, other? Super A Foods, and uh, Vallarta Market, and I think Mother's Market um, also announced. Well, that's great stuff. Yeah. And, of course, the, one of the problems here is that a good deal of our seniors are probably not very social media savvy. So while uh, 
one of the great things about social media now is we're all connected and we can say, hey, look out for this, or hey, there's this opportunity. They, again, are in, completely in the dark about this kind of stuff. So again, anything you can do to reach out safely Yes, and and the important thing here, and, and it's about sharing this information. It doesn't have to be on social media. It's You can take the information you find on social media and text it or call your parents, your uncles, grandparents, every, anyone who this qualifies for. And it's, it's about spreading this positive and useful information. Um, okay, next we have Nextdoor's Help a Neighbor in Need post. What's that? So that is similar to that. And I think it's a good strategy for them because there's a lot of folks on Nextdoor. And it's basically a little pop-up notification. I also came across this on over the weekend um, as I was working and just kind of getting a feel for what's going on on Nextdoor post. Um, and that notification popped up and said, hey, if you're available and able, um, let your neighbors know in your area that you can help them and click which options are available to do. Can you do mail, gro- mail groceries, any, any, any little things like that? So that's a cool option too. And it's, you know, doesn't give you that extra step if you don't want to go physically. Um, it makes it easier for, for anyone who's already within the social media site. It's nice to be talking about next door without it being about just people angry yes. about those damn kids, yes. right? Yeah, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, it's like a positive one for, for a change. <laughs> this is a really interesting one. Now, this isn't it for any specific um, organization. You say here, buy food, gift cards, order takeout, or delivery. I was just telling you, myself and Shante Jensen just got through walking around to some local restaurants um, that are now just takeout. And uh, it's the first day they've done this. So as you can imagine, it's new. Most places are absolutely barren. There's nobody there. These great owners who have who've created these great restaurants, they're freaked out. And um, they're hoping that by week's end and by next week, we'll have a semblance of a new normal that people will be used to going to these restaurants the way they would to a Chipotle and just getting their food and taking it out. Mm-hmm. But of course, we also know restaurants operate on very thin margins. And Business going down for a couple weeks, a month could be absolutely fatal for them. So obviously ordering takeout, getting delivery is a great thing. But I love the thing about buying the food gift cards. Explain how that works. Well, it's really just however each uh, store or sorry, how each restaurant um, has its business set up already. So it's just kind of going with um, what your normal place would be. And you can call or email. um, And I think it could be online as well. Um, I'm not sure if any have them physically there, but I know even like uh, for some of the franchises, but you want to focus on the local ones. But I know even with the um, kind of franchise ones, you can find them at like um, at the malls or any of those places. So I don't know now, you know, if you'll be able to go to that. So that one, you know, at the very least order takeout or delivery, um, the gift card, it could change. It could change depending on what the city is going to allow us to do. But really, it's going to your favorite businesses and, and just find out. Find out if they have that the at gift the card, very least. The gift card ends up almost being a little investment yeah, in, the, exactly. in the place. Just a little micro loan to say, hey, I'd like a $50 gift card and then not use it. Mm-hmm. And then they get the 50 bucks, exactly. right, for now. And then, of course, you can always use it later, right? Exactly, yeah. So I would just say for that, um, reach out to your favorite local restaurants to see um, what kind of connections they have worked out already. This one is related to that. Make loans to your favorite small business. Yes. So um, the key, uh, the city of Long Beach in 2017 launched a partnership with Kiva, and that basically uh, provides loans to business small businesses that traditionally would get rejected by banks. And these are women and minority-owned businesses specifically. I remember uh, I was covering that early on, and that was their focus for those who may have been rejected before by these major banks. And it's 
investments um, that the community can make the, um, on stores and businesses that they, they, they patronize and they like. And so it just really stays in the community. And with these loans, you know, you can, you can donate or not donate, sorry, you can lend um, however amount you want. And, and there is a little a minimal risk of not getting the return, but there's a lot of um, like guidelines regarding all of that. And in, I think um, our director of economic development, John Keisler, had said, you know, he even mentioned in his own Facebook post that, you know, he's given out, I think, like 10 loans and he's received money for all of that. So mm. it has a good um, track record for its use and just really helping out. And we've also wrote stories about uh, local donut shops, uh, local salons and all of them who have benefited from that. So there is a success rate in that. This one, you know, it's about donating blood. And normally, I think all of us think about this when the, when here there's an earthquake, where there's a tornado, where there's a hurricane, and you see, you see people with wounds and things like that and blood loss, and you're thinking, oh, they're going to need blood. With this, I, I really didn't think about that, but there, it, it's a similar circumstance, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, you know, and I just kind of—this also came from our readers. I put a question out on social media asking what they suggested— couple of folks responded saying, oh, um, donate blood. And then that's when I went to the American Red Cross. And that's when I found out also, because I didn't know about that either, that they are in short supply. Um, so the Red Cross there on their website has information. Um, go to your local um, hospitals or where they, wherever they set up and they are on short supply. Yeah. So it's a crisis situation. Um, I'm not sure how much, but mm. the fact that they're really pushing it out there, I would, I would assume, yeah. Mm. Um, and then you mentioned a, a, a particular support group on Facebook? Yes, that one started over the weekend as well. And they're just really trying to um, put as much resources and just help and, and letting everyone know, give, you know, giving a heads up, which is very useful. And it's nice to have it all in one place. Um, usually when I'm posting stories or, you know, resor uh, resources for folks, I'm like putting it on different community groups. But this is a nice centralized location. If, you, if you're not uh, subscribed or following all these community groups, like most of us are as journalists, we've got to be in every community group. Um, but this is a nice, like, you know, space to have all of it there. So it's cool. Now, I want to go with the one that you actually started the story with, but I, I didn't want to go negative, I guess. Uh, and that's about hoarding. I was, at, I was at the Costco on Saturday, and I got there about in the afternoon to kind of check it out. I was just working on a story. And I, I noticed that hardly anybody had toilet paper, and the ones who did just had one. And I thought, oh, good, everyone's relaxed. And then when I talked to one of the employees, he said, yeah, it's because uh, we ran out. That's why they only have one. That's why it's, it's not because they've, they've stopped hoarding, because they want to do this. It, it, it's inexplicable to me, Steph, because no one has suggested that the virus has anything to do with the food chain or certainly America industry's ability to make toilet paper. Yeah, or the fact that if you get sick, you'd have like diarrhea that you need so much toilet paper, yeah. like none of that. Yes, it's a, it's, it's amazing how toilet paper has basically become the currency now of our our country. It's just this. They had the. I've seen very funny memes because of that, though. Yeah. So I I've been entertained by that. But yeah, early on, you know, I think this all started from I, Friday morning after Trump's announcement, mm. Thursday evening, I think, and that's when I saw right away that it's eggs, uh, milk, bread. 
um, and meat as far as food that's been so difficult to find in, in every store. At first, I, over the weekend, I was going to multiple different stores because I was trying to find it. And after that, it just became kind of like an observation thing, just kind of like sociological, just seeing what's, you know, if it's a common thing. And it is. Um, it just sucks that it's also um, making it harder for seniors, yeah. um, mothers with young children, especially with baby formula. I think Asia was the one let, let me know uh, to tell folks to please stop hoarding that. Um, there are people who are trying to feed their families. There is pl- there is more than enough to go around, right? Yeah, it, exactly. With, if people don't hoard, right? And and unfortunately, I don't think it's the message is getting across to folks, but at least on the stores end, I have been going to stores, seeing signs where they've been limiting the amount of items they can get. So that at least is helping control everything. I think that's how um, my boyfriend went to the store this morning at Trader Joe's. He said they had a nice system going, so the line wasn't long, and he was able to find a carton of eggs finally after like five days without it. So I'm excited for my breakfast tomorrow. What are you going to have? Um, English muffins with eggs, like my, my English, my version of English muffins, uh, English McMuffin. Yeah. That sounds good. You know what it is, Steph? It's like, I, I think, I think you may have mentioned the story. We've talked about that. You know, if you just be kind or if you want to go negative, don't be a jerk. Mm-hmm. People tend to feed off what other people are doing. So if they think other people are panicking and getting crazy, then they're going to panic and get crazy. Asia Morris has a terrific piece today about families struggling with having kids at home. And uh, a a woman in her story says, look, man, I'm not going to go crazy for toilet paper and things like that. But if it comes down to formula or food, I'll fight for my kids. And and that's the thing. And so it seems like this is where we have to understand that everyone is looking at everybody else. And if you're staying Mm -hmm. calm, then I'm staying calm. And and I noticed like we were just out walking around the promenade where our, our offices are. If if someone is kind and and good mannered or has a laugh. You can tell people are like, oh, okay, good. It's If someone all of a sudden is getting cranky or weird, all of a sudden everybody else kind of gets cranky and weird. Yep, yeah. yeah. I'm definitely seeing that too. And that's what our readers wanted us to let others know. It's like stop hoarding was one of the more common ones. And equally as common was stop panicking. They, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know how much of it is going to come across for to those folks, but, you know, at least from example, set an example in that sense and, and remain calm as the memes say. And, and it's not just the hoarding. Um, some things are available, but at ridiculously, like, overpriced, right? Yeah. I just last night, um, a friend let me know that her dad uh, was charged for eggs, and he didn't know until he got home that it was, like, double the amount of, of the price. And he um, was able to call the Consumer uh, Bureau Affairs um, and was able to report that. So people who are seeing price gouging should definitely report it. Um, it is not legal. Um, even yesterday when I was going to the small markets, an employee had let me know they run out of toilet paper. But when we went to the cash register to to pay for it, the um, guy, the owner was like, oh, we have some toilet paper here on the side if you want. So and I didn't inquire about it, but I don't know if he was going to charge me double. So mm. be aware of that. Who do they call? OK, so folks can uh, call L.A. County's Consumer of Business Affairs. And that phone number is 800-593-8222. And what was the other thing you were saying, Steph? Oh, and um, also we are updating that story so folks can check back to see what new uh, ways um, nonprofits are going to be helping out as well and just any other thing community leaders are going to be coming up with. So if someone has something that maybe they think you should know, they can email you at at Stephanie? Stephanie at lbpost.com. That's S-T-P-H-A-N-I-E. Great. Thanks, Steph. Uh, Brian Addison is our outstanding food writer. Brian, how are you doing? 
I'm all right. I'm cooped up in my apartment, but I'm doing all right. You're doing the responsible thing. Hey, you have a great story. We were talking earlier with Stephanie uh, uh, Rivera about uh, there's a lot of bad stuff to report, but there's a lot of good stuff. And one of the things is a lot of local restaurants are offering like some amazing specials at this time when obviously food is a big concern. Um, The piece is up on uh, the high-low of the Long Beach Post right now. Right. Uh, give me a couple of the specials that you really think are like terrific. You know, it's 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 kind of doubly bad for businesses today because it's St. Patty's Day. You know, a lot of businesses um, double, triple, even quadruple their numbers today. So the fact that, you know, a mandated closure came at midnight the night before is is definitely a big bummer. So restaurants are doing what they can. And one of the coolest ones is uh, Gallagher's over at Broadway and Temple. Uh the owner, Kieran, um, is, is being so kind. He, you know, he has 500 pounds of, of corned beef and cabbage. So he's selling it to go, and 100% of the proceeds will just go back to his staff. I am so happy to hear that. I was talking with my mother today, who normally makes corned beef and cabbage, and she was honestly bummed. I'm going to Gallagher's. Expect yeah, me, Kieran. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. Um, and it's nice to see employers trying to take care of you know, for what their staffers is a precarious situation. Uh, and and uh, kudos to Kieran. And that takes a lot for me to say because a dude named Kieran stole my girlfriend in college. I still remember <laughs> what, Kieran. That's a cool name. Uh, how about one other one? Um, the other one that I just thought was just kind of funny, uh, Portuguese Bend, uh, their master distiller, Simon Haxton, uh, created a, a Portuguese Bend hand sanitizer so it's it's free uh, with a bottle of booze or a thirty dollar takeout order, and for me, I mean, hell, what's better than you know having to skip the lines at Ralph's to get a bottle of booze and on top of it fight the Purell epidemic? You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And Brian, the, the piece you put out is kind of um, organic. It, it, it is growing as we speak, right? There are other restaurants yeah, that are. It's, it's it's living and it's breathing. And if you're a if you're a restaurateur out there or a GM, um, and you want to put up how you are handling uh, no dine-in service and, and delivery takeout pickup only, uh, shoot me an email, Brian with an I at lbpost.com. Uh, just you know, send me a photo, what the details of your special are, uh, how people can pick up, and I'll, I'll get it up as soon as I can. So uh, myself and Shatank Jensen were out shooting some uh, video, Brian, of um, just how uh, restaurants around here on the Promenade and Pine are kind of adjusting to this new um, normal that people just come in, get the food, and go out. And as you can expect on a first day, there weren't a lot of people out there. They're all hoping that by next week people will be kind of used to the new normal. Um, what What's at stake here? Because we, we know that restaurants operate on thin margins. What what are we looking at for the future of, of restaurants in Long Beach? Well, you know, it's, it's funny. Last night, I think I was a little bit overtly optimistic um, because after today, you know, while I was compiling this list um, of specials, I, I began to understand that I had to include restaurants that are going to be closed. So... Uh, Chef Thomas Ortega, I talked with him this morning. Uh, he's of the Amor Family restaurant group. He has three restaurants, two of which are in Long Beach. And he's going to close both of them. You know, um, he told me yesterday, Almercito, which 
usually brings in a four digit lunch revenue brought in 150 bucks. Um, so there's just restaurants that simply won't survive on the takeout option mm-hmm. and it's uncertain how long they can remain closed. Is there anything people can do to help these restaurants, which not only the owners, but there are, it is not unusual. Like I was just driving down Long Beach Boulevard yesterday afternoon, about four o'clock. So many people coming out of apartments dressed as servers. You can tell them they've got black shirts, black pants. There are so many people in this town who work in food service. Is there anything we can do to, to help these people? Well, for one, you know, tip your tip even your takeout and delivery orders. You know, uh, servers are are really being run thin right now, and frankly, put they're scared. I've had, I kid you not, I probably had about twenty to twenty five servers message me um, within the past day uh, asking me for possible jobs. I told them that grocery stores and Costco are hiring uh, because it's going to be that bad. Um, the U.S. Uh, Guild of Bartenders uh, is offering even non-members a possible supplement income for bartenders, but that money ran out so quickly that now they're running a campaign to raise more money to give these laid-off bartenders. Um, so, you know, I mean, as a consumer, the only thing that you can really do right now is uh, patronize the places that support their servers, like Gallagher's, uh, and, and tip them. Um you know, the other the other thing is that if you're absolutely deathly afraid of remotely stepping out, buy a gift card. Um, you know, the the money goes directly to the restaurant. And then when this does eventually clear out and it will, you know, you have a good meal. Yeah. Steph mentioned that, too. That's like a little investment in the restaurant, isn't it? It's like a little microloan, the gift card. Yeah. 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 It's great. You know, and you can also it's also a great gift for people who are struggling right now, you mm. know, like. I've had a lot of people tell me online that they're living on, you know, beans um, because they're so deathly afraid of losing their entire savings. Wow. Yeah, you mentioned Gallagher's. We were at George's uh, on Pine, and they mentioned any tips they get. They're pooling because they only have managers there. They're pooling those and giving those to the servers who, uh, you know, they can't be using right now. So that they're oh, all, that's amazing. Yeah, and it really it's interesting when you when you talk to a lot of these restaurants there are so many restaurants in long beach that are local this is not a big corporate restaurant town so you're talking about people who are in your neighborhood even the owners so anything you can do to help them really in the end helps everybody right precisely perfectly put you know it's like i don't have a single restaurant on my list right now all these restaurants on on this list trying to make ends meet by doing delivery they're they're locally owned. They're independent. They're our neighbors. Mm. Thanks, Brian. Thank you, man. Can You Hear Me? Long Beach is a production of The Hilo, the arts and culture section of the Long Beach Post. Publisher is David Summers. Managing editor is Melissa Evans. Producer is Steve Lowry. And the engineer is Stephen Smith. Um, we don't have any music. Um, be sure and subscribe. Uh now more than ever to get uh, the podcast it, uh, sent to you at home. We'll be having, we'll be keeping you um, updated with all the information we can and hopefully maybe doing it in a way that makes you just a titch more happy. Anyways, we will be back, be back next week to talk about whatever there is to talk about next week. Until then, stay safe, be kind, don't hoard. We'll talk to you later.